Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to the Mogul Podcast. I'm Tim Bryson, Director of Athlete Education and Compliance, and I'm the host of our show. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returning community member, welcome back. As y'all know, the Mogul Podcast is dedicated to educating all NIL athletes and brands on how to ensure compliance, how to maximize NIL activity, and how to make a difference in the ever-evolving NIL landscape. Today, we got a special guest. So again, if, you, if I didn't mention the last two weeks, uh, I'm a proud graduate of The Ohio State University. And we have someone who's not just an Ohio kid, um, not just a former college athlete at The Ohio State, at the Ohio State University, uh, but someone who's continuing to lead the way in NIL education uh, for all of us to look at, admire, and be inspired by as we continue to support uh, college athletes, um, all of college athletes and prospective college athletes who want to monetize and leverage their NIL. Uh, this guy is someone I've known uh, from a distance for a long time now, uh, definitely long overdue that we catch up on this podcast and we'll have subsequent conversations as well, but had to get this man on the show because again, they're doing some phenomenal work up in Columbus. And I want to make sure we not just highlight this work, but also think about how we continue to learn from and support the work that we're doing um, as community members, as collaborators um, in this NIL era. So without further ado, Logan Hiddle, Welcome to the Mogul Podcast, bro. Tim, appreciate it, man. Like you said, it's been uh, obviously overdue that we connect and, and obviously excited to kind of do it uh, over the topic of NIL as, as that's kind of uh, changing the, the, the landscape of, of collegiate athletics. So excited to kind of dive into it. Appreciate you having me. No, of course, bro. How you feeling, man? Is what? Is, y'all start classes yet? Uh, we start the 23rd. So we're okay. uh, we're gearing up to we're getting kind of everybody back on campus, which has been obviously exciting. Uh, I think it's it's a common misconception. Everyone always says uh, to people that work <laughs> in athletics like summer. Oh, you got some downtime. It's like, no, nah, for us, that's when time picks up. Uh, you're doing your internships. You're doing everything to to kind of uh, service your athletes when they have a little bit more time. So uh, coming off of a really good summer, uh, really good education, um, career pre- preparation for our student athletes and excited to get them all back on campus and, and kind of get the fall rolling. Yeah, I missed I missed those days a little, just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. I gotta ask though, highlight highlight of your summer, one highlight. Highlight of my summer, I would say uh, leading our our Bucks Go Pro 1.0 internship program for me. So uh, obviously, in my role as director of NIL, uh, I'm more NIL focused, but was kind of uh, finishing up some old task in my associate director of student athlete development role, and that was kind of overseeing our our Bucks Go Pro 1.0 internship program. So. Uh, I think that it's it's invaluable as a as an administrator and as a young professional to kind of see your impact and, and the ability that you have to to pour into young young athletes and and young students and and see them kind of grow uh, over an eight week period. So I, I was really inspired and empowered to to kind of be able to have that ability to to guide them for eight weeks and kind of see the growth that they had. So for me, it was super fulfilling. It was a lot of work during it, uh, as you know, uh, leading programming and whatnot. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're like. Like, man, this is a lot. But on, on the on the back end to kind of see the growth that they had and, and to see um, them kind of develop as as young men and women was was phenomenal. So that's definitely the highlight of my summer. Love to hear that, man. Love to hear that. I'm glad, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself while also taking care of others at the same time. But we're going to jump in um, a few minutes in. But we're going to jump into segment one. We're not going to jump into segment one, though, without first acknowledging this fire hat I got on. So if you're watching on audio, put this thing on YouTube. You see this? I love that. I got this before the trademark, yo. Yeah, that's uh, that is fire. I need to get me one of those. It's like Phil, I'll drop you the link in the chat, man. But I'm super again. I'm happy because it's the first time in four years I can wear some school stuff without affiliation. So I'm proud to be a Buckeye. Proud to be an Ohio kid. Logan, I also know you're an Ohio kid. But in your words, man, what's your story? 
Yeah, so it's been unique. Uh, obviously, been uh, was a, a young Ohio uh, man growing up from southeastern Ohio. So everyone, uh, Zanesville, everyone kind of knows it from the time where the, the wild animals got loose. That's kind of why it's uh, what it's what it's known for. Um, but I grew up a Buckeye, uh, born and raised, and then obviously wanted to come here to Ohio State to get a great education, and that was kind of the, the extent of it. So I was a student athlete growing up, but. I uh, wasn't coming to Ohio State to be a student athlete, so my story gets kind of unique. So was was granted the opportunity to work in the Woody Hayes Athletic Facility as a janitor, um, which which was a, a cool experience. So uh, was a sport industry major, so knew that that was an opportunity every day to to kind of work inside a facility where I was going to cross paths with administrators and people in the, the sport industry. So. Uh, took the, the janitor job as a business decision and knew that that every second I spent in, in front of a sport administrator or uh, somebody that was working in the, the industry was an opportunity for me to network and kind of make my presence known. And uh, for me, that was the, the approach and the business decision that I took. So taking out someone's trash was an opportunity to connect. Um, and that I, that opportunity actually escalated into an opportunity to try out and walk on as a, a traditional walk on at Ohio State. Um, so I tried out and actually uh, made the team. So then I played two seasons uh, with the Buckeyes in 2018 and 2019. Um, so my story is, is relatively unique, but I think that uh, my path and, and my organic, uh, the organic nature that that my journey kind of went on was was really beneficial for me. And my time as a student athlete at Ohio State was was very transformational. Um, so so like I said, can't want to highlight my family too. So uh, a family of uh, my sister and I with two great parents, uh, very foundational people, uh, very morally um, structured and, and can't thank them enough for kind of how they they uh, brought me up. And, and then that kind of contributed to the the characteristics that I had and the opportunities that, that were presented to me and, and took full advantage of them. So very grateful for, for my kind of story. And then obviously, once I graduated from Ohio State, I uh, went to the University of Tennessee as a, a GA in academics with football and then um, was there for a year and then got the opportunity to come back to Ohio State as the Associate Director of Student Athlete Development, which uh, was a dream of mine to work in this capacity. Um, I think that for me, when I was a, a student athlete in the, in the locker room at the football facility, uh, I saw a lot of student athletes that uh, were focused on their sport. Obviously, at an elite level, uh, you come to Ohio State to be an elite athlete. But for mm -hmm. me, uh, as someone that was, it was a business decision and I knew that I was never going to step on the field at Ohio State, but it really triggered my passion. So I saw a lot of of teammates that were were really good football players. Maybe you're a really good DB or you're a really good running back, but at the end of the day, they were really good people. They're really good salesmen. They're really good uh, in marketing, but they didn't realize that and they didn't know how to tap into that. And that's where I kind of found my calling. And, and at that moment, I knew I need to be the person to kind of bring that out of them. I need to be the person to kind of highlight them and and show them how to execute on that different skill set. So it was at that moment I knew what I wanted to do. And then I got the life came full circle and I got the opportunity to do that at Ohio State. So grateful for my journey. I know that was a long-winded answer, but it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Man, that one long-winded, dog. It wasn't even, wasn't long enough to be honest. And you, <laughs> and you keep mentioning, you keep mentioning business decision, right? Yeah. We're going to, we're going to tap into what and how that, you know, came to be and how it manifested, of course, you know, crossing paths uh, with those who cross paths with the Woody Hayes. But I must ask, and it's really an alley you, which business are you supporting to get your hair looking like it does right now, bro. <laughs> yeah. like, it, it looks good. I appreciate that. I, I, got, a, <laughs> I got a guy back home that I, I stay loyal to. I, I'm my, I'm really particular about it. So when I find someone that does a good job, I, I got to stay loyal. So y'all got no product in there right now? I got a little bit lay right. It's a little bit of a product in there. It's I got thick hair, so it's got to be something that holds well. Yeah, it look good, bro. It look really good. 
appreciate um, that. But you mentioned, right, you were janitor for two years at Woody Hayes, which is, I think, a dope experience and one that's underrated for, for a lot of different reasons. And then you walked on the team, right? And I, obviously there's a lot, or maybe not be a lot, that's in between jan- being a janitor, but then also uh, competing on the football team in fall camp, right? But yeah. at what like what conversation happened, as much as you can or are willing to share, but like how, what was the pivot? What was the inflection yeah. point? Yeah, so it was actually my first day at work. The recruiting director was like, uh, that worked with walk-ons was like, hey, like you're a you're a pretty built guy. Like you ever thought about walking on? And I was like, absolutely not. Like I'm from a small <laughs> southeast Ohio. You don't play you don't play guys like you see at this level. And I was like, no, I never thought about it. And so I kind of just let it go. And then he kept asking and asking and asking. And then tryouts kind of came up. And he was like, hey, just like come. So I uh, it was actually a day I was working. I brought my cleats to work. Uh, I actually left my shift, went and tried out came back to work um so it was just like it was just an organic thing and to me I finally made the decision in my head like what's the worst that happens they say no um you know I'm not out I'm not out anything so it kind of took a leap of faith and for me it was kind of just it was one of those things I was just grateful for the opportunity that God provided me and and like I said wouldn't be in this seat today if everything wouldn't have fallen into place the way it had and wouldn't know my passion wouldn't have transformed during my time at Ohio State uh being a walk-on is not easy uh, especially at a place like Ohio State and Mm -hmm. That I needed that in my life to really kind of figure out what my foundation was and really tie that down. And, and for me, it's been kind of leading the way ever since. So like I said, grateful for that experience and opportunity and and for someone to kind of see something in me that I didn't see in myself. And and for me, that was kind of like, that's what I needed to do for, for others moving forward. No, amen, dog. Amen. I want to move as a segment too, because I think it's a perfect transition for us to think about how your story um, is really one of, you know, purpose. Um, how your career journey, um, whether that's you know, starting in Southeast Ohio to where you are now, um, is rooted in career development, right? Career readiness. Um, and so you currently serve now as the director of NIL at Ohio State. Yep. Now, speaking candidly, bro, like when people ask me what I do for a living when I'm out now, I just make up some stuff. I'm like, career development, because it's hard to explain, right? Like, they really, yeah. it's like everything. And then if you don't know college sport or like the, what is your, like, what's your role? Like, what do you, if you, when someone asks you when you're out, like, what do you, what, what do you do? What, what are your responsibilities? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all encompassing, right? As 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 you know, obviously, <laughs> but and majority of the people know that are in the space. But they, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. But when I break it down, it's more uh, we focus a lot on education here. So it's education, sure. educating either internal, which is student athletes, staff, uh, administrators, and and making sure that they are aware and have the resources to kind of engage if it if they please. Um, but then also educating externally, so making sure local businesses, local companies. Uh, fans, they understand like how they can engage in this new space. Mm. Uh, it's, it's it's been new to everyone, and it's it obviously has come fast. Um, so making sure that they understand the ways that they can engage and, and support athletes in this new space and new landscape. So for me, it's it's really just being um, providing comprehensive education to to internal and external stakeholders, and then obviously just making sure that that our student athletes have the resources to be successful in this new landscape uh, as as we move forward. So I know a lot of the conversation you're one's about compliance and eligibility, right? Like making sure athletes just they stay compliant, right? Make sure you stay eligible. Of course, we've seen a shift uh, in year two, uh, focused on education. And I guess from your perspective now being in this role, you know, at four or five months, I guess what are you seeing as like whether it's pain points or opportunities that not not just Ohio State athletes could benefit from, or even externally, but collectively as a you know across the NIL landscape, like where do we need to be focusing our attention? Again, that we kind of have more of a sample size, you know, thirteen months in. Yeah, I think it's I think that that is a great question. I think it's hard because everyone in their their NIL journeys at a different phase, right? So it's just it's like good. saying 
everyone, everyone is in a different phase of life. Well, everyone in their NIL pursuit is in a different phase. So I think that that's the hardest part of education in this landscape is, is even if you're doing team by team education, yes. everyone yes. in the room is at a different point. So, so it's hard to sit down with a group of maybe it's 15 student athletes, maybe it's 45, but knowing that, that probably there's three different groups in that setting that are at three different phases of their, their NIL experience. Some may have really engaged in year one and know exactly what they want and need. And, and maybe they need uh, a lot more intensive uh, education on, on things that are more kind of in depth. Maybe you have those student athletes on the bottom third that, that haven't engaged and really don't even know where to start. And that education is completely different. So I think it's really figuring out those sample sizes and, and how you can kind of service all of those student athletes. Um, I think that that's the hardest part, though, right, is, is how do you get the right education to the right populations of student athletes? Um, but I think that there's obviously taxes is a thing that every obviously institution and, and mm -hmm. athletic department is is stresses about because you, you want to make sure that your student athletes are aware of, of how to kind of navigate that for the first time. It's the first time mm -hmm. for a lot of student athletes when they're, they're making some supplemental income. Um, but then just really things of uh, how do you build your personal brand, right? What does that look like? What does that look like to you um, digitally on social media? What does that look like to you in person when you're connecting at a job fair, right? So yeah. Uh, and I think that that I know that's something we're going to talk about soon, but to us uh, looking at it like NIL is employment, right? Like it's it's being a brand ambassador. It's being a marketing arm of a company. So I think making sure that you're aware of how you can present yourself, how you can really educate your student athletes to do that in an efficient and, and really marketable way is, is really important. Yeah, I asked you that question because someone asked me that at Graders when I was home like a month ago. And I was <laughs> like, uh, to your point, I mean, where do you want me to start? And I think what you just reiterated and reflected back, uh, and I wrote this, just wrote this down, was like, there's like a readiness level to this, but then also a scale. Like, yeah. how do you educate at scale, but then also making sure that people aren't missing, but then there's people that don't want to be involved at all, which is totally fine, right? Yeah. Expectation of different stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And so um, you're exactly right. And I think what, and, and I told you before, and why I reached out was I'm like, yo, like y'all have really situated yourself next to this career piece, right? NIL is career development. NIL is career readiness. Uh, and particularly with the Lux Go Pro program, before talking about the intersection, how your role, um, both as a program administrator, program manager, you know, help to facilitate that. Like, what is Bucks Go Pro for those that may not know or be aware of? Yeah, so we have uh, two iterations. So we have a 1.0 and a 2.0. So Bucks Go Pro 1.0 is internal through our athletic department. So student athletes are able to get um, an internship with any department within athletics, whether that be marketing, IT, compliance. Uh, any department can can host a, an intern and, and these student athletes are able to get that internship site experience in that department. Uh, there's also a professional development component. So student athletes will get uh, four hours a week of, of professional development to really provide insight on things such as resume reviews, mock interviews, um, networking, all of those things. So, so really, it's an all encompassing holistic approach to an internship, which a lot of student athletes, as you know, like I said, coming from the background that you've been in, uh, they focus on their craft, right? For the first 17, 18 years of their life, it's, it's their craft they're focused on. So they haven't had time to really get work experience. So for us, it's really providing that first foundational professional environment for them to really sit down and, and kind of hone in on a skill set that they're interested in and then also get professional development alongside of that. And then 2.0 is, is kind of the same setup, but it's kind of external with, with corporate companies in Columbus. So we, we kind of set them up first within our athletic department and then second externally with, with a corporate company that maybe is in their field of interest. How many athletes you have in each, uh, I guess, each section, if you will? Yeah. So this summer we had 35 in 1.0 and we had around 60 in 2.0, I believe. So 
Um, trying to service, obviously, uh, opportunities. You can't service everyone when you have almost over a thousand student athletes. Um, yeah. We're trying to get a big population as we can year in and year out. So, yeah. And so you st- so you were part of that program when you first came back to Ohio State. Yeah. So I, I oversaw 1.0 this past summer. Uh, I was in, I actually interned in the program when I was here as a student athlete. So yeah. like I said, it's all come full circle. And and obviously, like I said, uh, it, it's easy to pitch in recruiting and recruiting and whatnot, because it's for me, I always tell student athletes, like for me, this is testimony, right? Like I'm not sitting in the seat without this. So uh, it makes it easy. And like I said, it's something I'm passionate about. So really grateful. You're seeing my questions up for me, man. So you're, you're part of the program, right? You're as an athlete yourself, college athlete yourself. Came back, were part of the program before your role as director of NIL. Now as director of NIL, you got to be part of the program for at least a third time. What have you seen change, number one, question number one, but then two, what have you changed about the program to make sure that we're continuing to hit this education piece from an NIL perspective, obviously tied in with the career piece as well? Yeah, I think uh, from for me, what I've seen change is kind of just like the student athlete, right? Like the student athlete. That's good. Changed. Uh, athlete and, and kind of how you have to engage them right That's like it, it can't be lecture style like you can't get up there and lecture for for 30 minutes 45 minutes an hour uh it's got to be it's got to be engaging it's got to be interactive i mean you know that um, and, and that's hard, right? That's the attention span is, is short. Uh, it's gotta be visual. It's gotta be creative. So I would say that's the hardest part is, is continuing to change with the student athlete and, and their needs and, and their expectations. So I think we've done a good job of that. Uh, you can never do good enough at that. Uh, you have to, you have to continue to, to develop with the landscape and with the student athlete and make sure that you keep it engaging. Cause if it's not engaging, you're not going to get them back and you're not going to, you're not going to get there. Uh, full attention during the session. So that's that's what I think I've seen change. And then for me, alongside the education piece is just just that, like finding creative ways to really um, help them understand the topics, but then also uh, making it tangible to what they need, like making sure that you kind of uh, create the the curriculum to be something that they can actually use. I think it's it's really important to to help them navigate the landscape and, and help them really tie it to their personal experiences, help them really see how it's going to be implemented. Because uh, we also live in a society where student athletes, they want to know why they want to know mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. Uh, making mm-hmm. sure that you can speak to that, because if not, then then they're not going to buy in. Sure. So I guess it's easy to say, right? Like NIL is employment. I know you mentioned that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Right. NIL is career, you know, career development, career readiness, whatever. Um, but there's still, I feel like, and again, correct me if I'm wrong or you know, push back on me, please. But like this assumption, like when you hear NIL, it's a straight monetization, right? And especially at the power five R1 schools, whatever. But it's like NIL money, NIL money. And like, so how are you like pivoting conversation to be like NIL purpose, like NIL identity? Like, how are you doing that now in your role? Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think that that's something that I've really tried to, to hone in on. So obviously, I think getting settled in my role, um, sure. I, I wasn't able to do that a lot in the spring. And I think that's kind of where my, my focus has shifted in the fall as, as I'm kind of, like I said, settled, the landscape is kind of settled. Uh, we're getting student athletes back and, and they're going to have more time for the education piece. But I think you, you hit the nail on the head for me. It's it's I always start out like you have to understand you. I always put that bold on, on a PowerPoint when I that's the first thing before I talk anything in IL, that, that's what I kick it off with. Um, and, I, and I try to make this, the student athletes understand that, like, you want to do these brand endorsements, you want to do these things, this and that. But like when you sit down with a company, they're going to ask you, like, like, who are you? Uh, and you're going to say, I'm a student athlete at Ohio State. But yeah, like, what does that mean to my company? Like, yes, like, I understand the brand of Ohio State, but but how does your personal brand align with us? So I challenge them to sit down. I challenge them to think of their core values. Think of think of why you align with this company. Um, and, I, and I think that that's huge. Right. I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head that it's it's not necessarily shouldn't be 
oh, I'm just doing this deal for 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 this money or or this mm-hmm. or that. I think that, that when there's a larger purpose involved and and maybe you're doing it because it ties to your industry, we, we push that a lot, like find people in your industry, because then you have not only are you doing marketing stuff now or, or whatever that might be, but then once you graduate, like that could turn into a full time job opportunity. Yeah. So finding ways to like leverage it while you're a student athlete. And, and like I said, for us, it's really like understanding who you are and, and making sure that that partnership makes sense, because at the end of the day. It's, it's going to be a reflection of you. That partnership is a reflection of you and kind of your character and your values. So we want to make sure that that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to me. It sounds really good, too. Yeah, we there's still athletes, you know, across the country that they see a deal. It's like $50. No, I'm cool. Yeah. 150 and I'm thinking about it. 250 okay, I might apply, right? And so I'm even thinking, like, how do I, in my role at Mogul, now get in contact with people like yourself that are on Canvas or other, you know, third-party um, you know, platforms. It's like, yo, like, how do we come together? And reinforce like your story matters, right? Your identity matters. And not that not just that it matters, but like we need to spend time helping you articulate that in a way that makes sense to you. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's great. And that's another thing I hit on is like tell your story, right? Like everyone yeah. has, has a unique story. And and I, and I try to always make it a little funny. And I told my story at the beginning of, of being mm-hmm. a, a janitor. I always tell student athletes, like for me, my pitch would have been like like to waste management, right? Like, like find a way to like make kind of a, like, it doesn't always have to be like super. Uh, I mean, we want to push brand alignment. We want to push values and all that, but like find a way to tell your story, right? Like a company yep. would love to tell who you are because at the end of the day, like as waste management do, would we have like brand alignment potentially, but at the end of the day, like if you tell my story of being a janitor, like that's going to bring my values out in that story. Right. Yeah. So, so like yeah. being able to tell your story through these partnerships and, and whatnot. And, and I always like use that example, but um, I think I think you hit the nail on the head and I think there's got to be more of of really drawing these student athletes to figuring out what their purpose is and, and mm. it, does this make sense like is this more of a uh, partnership than it is kind of just a just, than just kind of like trying to get some money real quick and then move on like we want it to we want it to be a partnership we want you to really develop a relationship with these business stakeholders that are investing in you and but we also want you to have a good experience with them too so I think it's 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 a win-win for both if, if you can do it right. No, I agree. Like I said, I'm still learning too, though. Like I'm just, this is conversation. I'm just thinking myself, like, dang, you know, being at one school and then obviously having whatever 500 athletes I get to work with, now having over 3,500 on the platform, it's like, all right, like, where do we start? <laughs> like, 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 what do we really, really, where do we want to start here? Because again, it, like, to your point, there's a readiness and a skill component tied to education that we don't always, at least I don't always think about. Um, but glad people like yourself can remind me to do so. Yeah, no, I th- and I think that. So, what are things that that maybe you've seen like across the the industry as you're working with um, like so many different student athletes? Like, how have you kind of met them where they are? I think that's something that's important. I think that that's what we, like I said, kind of the readiness thing is like you kind of got to meet them where they are. Like, how do you how do you do that with so many student athletes? I guess. Yes, yeah, so I think part of it is recognizing that like our role is like we're hitting a lot of athletes from different schools, and so different schools have different support systems or like thereof in place to support athletes who are interested in NIL. I think the second thing that I've seen, at least a theme that I've seen across the board, which curious to hear your thoughts on this from your own perspective, but like there's this expectation of like, because I'm an athlete, I'm just going to get, just get, 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 get. And I'm like, bro, like, or sis, create, create it, right? And I know Kirby Porter talks about this a lot, like being, you know, creator economy, entrepreneurship, but like you need to create your own opportunities, right? They're yeah. not brands coming to, to do that for you. So I think those are the two things for me to be like, recognize that, okay, like there's 3,500 athletes. I mean, there's, a collaboration part that comes into play and like you know i love conversations like this and other you know, nil directors at other schools to be like yo like what are you seeing in here and like how can i best support you and vice versa um i think that we can do a lot of work together you know working alongside one another 
But then two, like, again, flipping it back on them to say, like, own your story, boom, but then create those opportunities. So you yeah. mentioned the waste management example, but I talk about uh, my beer page, right? The IPA way. Like, that's just like beer. Yeah. <laughs> like the drink beer. And I was like, and I told him, like, you know what? At one point, I want to get free beer sent to me. Yeah. Um, and so, but doing that in a way that, um, again, is aligned with who I am. Um, and and for me, I'm choosing not to make money off of it, but to give back, you know, through not to nonprofits and uh, social entrepreneurship, which is a little bit different. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. But it's like I said, it's a learning process that we're all that we're all walking through and um and learning together. Which I wanted to ask as we go into year two, at least a year two of the academic year, what are you most excited about? What are some things you're looking forward to? Yeah, I think it's just I think you kind of hit on it there. I think it's it's the piece of uh, I also also stress to student athletes when I meet with them like uh, it takes work. Like I, I always, mm. it's not it's not like I said, and and I know that can be frustrating because you get on Twitter, you get on social media, and you see X deal, Y Y deal, all these things. But at the end of the day, like it does take work, and and there is there's opportunities out there. But like you said, like the creation of your own That's opportunities good. is big. So uh, I think sometimes like trying to eliminate uh, misconceptions for student athletes and be like, Hey, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm following trends. I'm talking to other people at other institutions, like seeing what's out there. But like at the end of the day, like it does take some work. And and I want you to know that on the front end, like, I don't want you to come into this experience if you want to engage, like I said, and, and kind of feel like you were misled that it's just going to be like, all right, like here's this opportunity. Um, and we're moving on. It, it does take some work, but I think I'm just excited to really, um, pour into, to all of our athletes, right? Like, like I said, we, that's the cool thing for, for us. And, and for me here at Ohio State is we have so many uh, athletes, 36 sports, over a thousand student athletes. And, and to be able to just kind of, uh, for me, I'm a relationship person. And I think that to be able to sit down with student athletes as they're interested and in, in hear their individual stories and, and try to help them craft what that looks like and, and what makes sense for them. And, and how can I help you kind of uh, design and implement what that story looks like? Uh, so you can go out and, and tell the world, right. And, and tell companies and, and tell uh, entrepreneurs and stakeholders in the community kind of about you and, and who you are. And, and that's the cool part to me is just being able to mm -hmm. kind of hear those stories and, and be somebody to, to, like I said, be an advocate for, for them and, and help them really navigate the space as it continues to change. You're making it happen, y'all. You're definitely making it happen. We see it. We see it both uh, for those who know you, you know, uh, more closely, but then also on social, like you're doing good work. Y'all doing great work at Ohio State. Appreciate that. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a grind, but like I said, at the end of the day, it, it makes it a lot easier when you feel like you're living through your purpose and, and kind of uh, at the end of the day, like I said, you feel that impact. And, and sometimes in, in this space, like I said, uh, the career development piece is, is cool because you can see it tangibly happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that we can get that way with, with NIL to see opportunities and partnerships, hopefully as, as student athletes continue to grow, turn into something more, maybe on, on the career side, on the back end. So. I love it. It's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. Segment three, segment three action items. So I know the biggest thing you mentioned earlier, one thing you mentioned earlier was that uh, Gen Z athletes, what I call them, they don't like being lectured to. And quite honestly, bro, after 30 minutes, some people may have forgotten what we said. I doubt it, but may have forgotten. But after our conversation today, uh, what are three things you want our audience to remember and leave with? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I think that that in this space, I think you have to continue to to keep the the main thing, the main thing, and that that's like impact and inspire. So that's that's me personally. Uh, so I I think that if you can always lead with that in in any type of student athlete facing role, um, at the end of the day, my goal every day come in is to impact and inspire. So if I can do that in the in the the career and in the internship uh, section section of my job, or if I can do that in the NIL. Uh, to, to make sure that student athletes are empowered if they want to engage, if they're educated um, after they're empowered. So, so for me, it's education or empowerment, education, execution. Like I want to make yep. sure 
that I hit on all three of those things. Um, I think that just making sure that that the student athletes um, are supported in, in every facet of their their experience. So obviously this is adding another thing to the plate. Uh, so making sure you're checking in on them as like for who they are, right? Like like on a personal level, uh, and and not forcing that, but making sure that you're you're doing a, a wellness check. Uh, it's a lot, right? So you're you're navigating academics, you're at navigating your sport. Now it's NIL and it's all these different things. So just making sure that you're really putting their um, well-being and, and their experience at the forefront of the conversation. Um, and I think that that grows with the relationship that you build and kind of um, the opportunities that that you have to kind of sit down at the table with them and discuss. Um, what else? I mean, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think that, that it's just like collaboration, right, across the, the industry. And, and as this is such a new space, like being willing to kind of meet with other people and, and just share, right? Like it's a competitive environment. I mean, I'll be the first one to, to say that. And, and I yeah. understand there's a lot that goes into it. But as everyone's trying to kind of navigate the space, just being open to, to sitting down and connecting with other people and talking best practices, right? I mean, we're all kind of, we should be in it for the right reason. And, and that's for the student athlete experience and and helping them kind of navigate the, the waters in this new area, but being open to kind of sitting down with what people across the conference or across the country and, and really diving into to what's working for them and, and trying to help. Because at the end of the day, like I said, the student athletes should come first. So I think that's what I got. That's good, bro. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Uh, support student athletes in every facet of their NIL, really their, their entire college experience. I'm going to collaborate, right? Yeah. I mean, collaborate, collaborate, collaborate is definitely helpful, definitely healthy. I don't think it will help all of us you know, get to where we want to go um, together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the time and and hopefully that was somewhat insightful. And I hope that some people take uh, uh, take something away from it. But at the end of the day, that's kind of like just my little personal testimony and, and what's kind of worked for me is, as we navigate this space. So uh, always open for for feedback and, and <laughs> collaboration from, from anybody else. Hey, if the people want part two, you can't say no, dog. Hey, I'm uh, like I said, I'm always open and, and love talking <laughs> and, and tell stories. Like I'm a storyteller, relationship oriented storyteller. That's how I like to claim it. So no, I love it. Well, before I let you go, man, I don't know why I didn't do this the last two weeks, but I'm sure you've seen all the, all the smoke podcasts. Uh, who do you want to see on the show? My mogul podcast. Who do I need to get on? Oh, man, I think there's a lot of good people across the, the industry that have done a, a, a lot of good things. Um, hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, I feel like I've met with a, a lot of people across the industry. Uh, I think that, so they kind of just came out with that ESPN documentary. I think Taylor Jacobs is is doing a, a great thing down at, down at LSU. Um, ESPN just, I think they just put that out yesterday, the little documentary on kind of what they're doing down there. So uh, obviously they do a phenomenal job. Um, their program obviously is, has, has put out a lot of cool things and the support that they're giving their student athletes. So, uh, I know that we've we've connected a few times and I think they're doing a lot of great things, as is a lot of people across the country. So it's hard for me to kind of just name one person. But um, I think that there's a lot of good things happening in the space. And, and I wish that sometimes you heard more about the good things that are going on, because there's a lot that's going on behind the scenes that, that you don't always hear about. So um, I, I'm excited for what year two brings and uh, definitely appreciate you kind of jumping over to this side and, and <laughs> providing your expertise and expertise and um all the knowledge that you have in the space so excited for you too i appreciate it dog and taylor we're coming to get you coming yeah. to get you on the mogul, on the mogul podcast we'll, we'll start from there but logan thank you for your time today honestly uh it's a pleasure getting to learn more about you and your story 
um, definitely know our story and really our path together is not um, over, but really just beginning. Um, and if there's anything I could do to support you in your journey, uh, please let me know. I'm happy to do so. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. And it's uh, always a pleasure to connect. That's easy, man. For everyone else, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Mogul Podcast. Um, be sure to rate us five stars. I'll leave a review if you have just a little bit of time. I look forward to kicking it with y'all next week as we continue to help identify how we can empower every single athlete, every single NIL athlete um, in order to get paid, ensure compliance, and build their brand. As always, let's ride and get mogul. Yeah. <laughs>